Welcome to On Purpose, where you can find a community of financial service movers and shakers who are changing the face of finance. Hear from award winners, thought leaders, authors, and executives who are part of the undercurrent of industry change. They're pushing the edge and frankly, doing things differently on purpose. Let's dive in. Hi, Stephen. Thank you for joining us. Hi, thank you so much for inviting me. This is exciting. Yes. I, like I shared um, earlier, I've uh, been following you on LinkedIn. I know we've got all these kind of small town connections, small world connections. Um, yeah. so it's really fun to see that all come together, but I'm really looking forward today to really hearing about, you know, your company and um, what you bring to this, this world and, and financial services and financial advisory world and all of those good things. Um, and in particular about grow wealthy. So why don't we start there? What's your story? How did you get to where you are today with um, with your offering. Yeah, sure. So grow wealthy is a play on words. Obviously it's W E L L it's wellness wealth. It's the other wealth that a lot of people aren't talking about. And if anyone's listening, I would just say, this is the one main concept is that I teach that your health is an asset, just like your 401k is an asset or properties that you may hold as an asset. Um, it is something that we want to treat like a financial portfolio sort of to be there for us in the future. So because of that, the name of the company is Grow Wealthy um, because we're, we're, we're actually trying to not go bankrupt in this space of health and wellness because we need it in retirement just as much as we need those dollars. Mm -hmm. And so I came into this because my dad is a financial advisor. He was for 32 years in the industry. So I jokingly say I've been in the industry since I was 11 when he started that business. And I got to see from the inside out what it takes to be in this industry mm -hmm. with the stress, the sedentariness, the pressure, all of the things to grow a business, to be seen, to be heard, to be relevant, to take care of your clients. Yes. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's a lot. I don't want that. My dad asked me, he said, do you want to go into this business? Because he had a booming business. And I said, yeah. no, I, I don't want this because I've seen too much of the high producers, the, the very successful um, financial professionals, what it takes from them. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like it. So I went and became an exercise physiologist. I said, I'm going to fix this from the other side. So for 20 years, I did that. Wow. And it was when I almost died in 2016 while living in Australia that my two worlds collided. And that was the world of understanding the financial services industry and understanding what health is and my own near-death experience made me realize that they're the same. They're identical industries. It's just that one of them has an asset of money. One of them has an asset of health, but you follow the same principles to achieve success in both long-term thinking, small deposits, consistency, staying out of debt, mm -hmm. having, you know, all these different concepts. And I was like, oh my gosh, we, all we have to do to help these people who mean so much to me is skill transfer all these concepts they already know just to a different medium, which mm -hmm. is their health. And then they can get to retirement and not be bankrupt, not have one good year, die at the desk, all these things that I've heard. Mm -hmm. And that's where Grow Wealthy was born when I, I kind of made those two worlds come together. Okay. So share a little bit more about who you serve today. What kind of things sure. are you doing for them? Yeah. So I serve financial professionals, people who understand money. I help them to, um, to assess how they're doing with their health, look at the trend that's been happening. And then we find the gaps and we change that trend to a better place. Mm -hmm. So I work with financial people to, um, to transform their health, to get out of debt, 
with their health and to become um, an abundance of wellness. And we do that through coaching, group coaching and private coaching. And that's something that I've been doing for years now. And most recently, which is kind of interesting for your people, is that we've started to actually integrate that into the culture of the company, of the firm. And to say, okay, this is great for me as the financial professional to change my health, but how do I integrate this into the culture of my company Mm -hmm. and help my clients to understand how this is an important thing for them too? So we've started educating and offering, um, you know, value add and ways to attract and retain more people Mm -hmm. by um, delivering these concepts through what I call the quarterly wealth webinar series. So there's kind of two arms of what I do. Okay. So when people come to you, are they at a, are they at a breaking point? Are they need like, what is the trigger? Are you trying to, I'm assuming of course, wanting to try and reach them before you get to that, but yeah. What's, <laughs> what's the, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like in financial services, um, the, the younger the person is, mm-hmm. the less they're at willing to take action and save for retirement, even though they should, right? Mm-hmm. Like they should start decades earlier, yeah, but so it's really when you it, should do, right? So. Right, right. It's the same with health. They're like, okay, when should we start? Like two decades ago, right? That's really mm-hmm. when we should have started. So people come to me, they're like, yeah, I kind of have been neglecting this for a while. So right. there's two big triggers. One of them is turning 40. <laughs> like they're like, I'm, I'm at 40 ish and I I've been not doing what I should be doing. And I right. feel like it's going to get serious soon if I don't do something. That's one. The others are people who are maybe 50, maybe even 60 who are like, okay, my blood work does not look good. My doctors want me to take this medication. I'm at risk for a heart attack. I've got these issues Mm -hmm. that are not going to, they're not making me feel healthy Mm -hmm. and they're not, they're going to turn into a really big problem soon. And so then we're really trying to make changes quickly to get Mm -hmm. them out of the danger zone and back on solid ground again. So there's kind of the people that are more preventative in nature, right. are the ones that are trying to fix a problem. Right. So just like in the wealth management space, there's triggers, right. And all of it. Someone yeah. gets married, yeah. they have a baby. So you're, exactly. you're sharing that there's these triggers that are really, they're, they're, uh, they're turning points with your age there. Something happens medically, what have you. So, right. and, and, I'm assuming that there's been other factors that are sort of le- so like they know they should be doing something right, right? So what do you do to help them sort of get that in line? I mean, as as business owners and a lot of advisors, right? You're going out, you're hitting the ground. It's high energy. It's hard to fit in these other things and make them a priority. Yeah. Even sort of fit it in to to what's going on, or well, kind of like get their own buy-in, right? Right. Not to see the alignment with uh um with a little bit of what you're talking about with the financial planning side of it, but keep going. So yes. Yeah. Well, I've interviewed 500 financial professionals because I'm writing a topic, a book on this topic. Okay. And the the three things I consistently hear, and I see this in my own clients too, there's yeah. three barriers that keep people from actually doing it. Because everybody wants to be healthy, right? right? But not everyone is doing it. And so that creates this frustration gap. Right. right. So what are the three? The three things are that they are, are unmotivated. They know they should do it, but they're just not that motivated to make changes. Mm-hmm. So they use excuses like, I just don't have time or things are too busy right now or whatever. And so what we have to do is address that and, and make it a priority by showing them what I call longevity metrics. Mm-hmm. When they see their longevity metrics, they're like, whoa, I had no idea I'm, I'm 52, but my metabolic or or um, biological age is 67. Mm -hmm. Like what? 
no, we can, you know, we can't, we, this, this can't keep going. I'm going right, to die right. too young. Right. So, so we take some of these really key metrics and help them to see where they really are, as mm-hmm. opposed to just like, Oh, I probably should do something. No, like this is where you are. And that's really motivating. And it creates perpetual motivation because you start to see these numbers create a trend mm-hmm. and then you get excited about it. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's number one. Number two is just utter confusion. They're mm-hmm. like, well, I tried keto. And then I was told that I should probably do this 75 hard program. And then um, someone said, if I just ate, you know, asparagus or whatever, like there's a million ideas of right. somebody's brother's cousin's aunt who did something and lost 30 pounds. Right. Mm-hmm. And they just, it's, it's like analysis paralysis. They don't know what's right for them. And so that's mm-hmm. what we have to do too, is like, what are the best practices? And then what are they based on? They're based on three authorities, which is how you feel about it, mm-hmm. what your results say, what does science say? So we, we kind of clear the mud and make it really um, actionable on a few items that get them to where they're wanting to go in a very strategic way. And then the third thing is that they may know what to do and they're motivated, but they just can't be consistent for whatever reason. Like they just, they'll go a few days and then miss a few days. So we work on the consistency pieces, what to do the right time of day to do it. And we embed it into four of the habits they're already doing in their day. Their four mm-hmm. routines that yeah. are happening every day, no matter where they are. And it, it throws it on autopilot. I call these the high ROI routines. Mm-hmm. And that's basically just, you know, making sure that you're doing the least amount of effort to create the biggest amount of impact on your health so that it's sustainable over the next several decades. And that mm-hmm. those, that's the, that's the process we go through. And okay. it works. And is it customized to each individual? Are they getting like a, how are they monitoring this? Is it like through an app or through mm-hmm. a, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have a portal. Their coach. Yeah. Sure. A little bit. Yes. more. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the, I'm the coach. Um, I have a portal that is HIPAA compliant. They get a username and password password. We actually go through and communicate um, constantly through that, through either data exchange, because a lot of these wearable devices and things that we do are actually auto ported right into it. So I can see what's oh. happening behind the scenes That's and I can give easy. them direct feedback okay. and, and say, I noticed that this happened. You might want to try that or how come we're doing this? And, and we just kind of start to build this, this uh, customized process, but there are five main concepts that they go through and they I teach everyone the same main concepts, but how those play out to each individual mm-hmm. is very unique. So there may be, um, you know, one gentleman that's really working hard on fixing their meals and balancing out their, their macros and their fiber because they're just way out of whack. Once we get those balanced, all of a sudden mm-hmm. their weight starts to fall off. I have somebody else who's just incredibly stressed. So mm-hmm. they're going to spend more time in that module working on those techniques to get their it's called heart rate variability, their HRV down so they can actually start to achieve their goals. And so each person may have specifics that they're working on, but they all work for everybody, um, generally speaking. So what, what I'm trying to do is help them become their own wealth manager. So as their body changes and their lifestyle needs change over the years, they just go back to these five concepts and rearrange things and rebalance their portfolio. And their health continues to stay, um, as high as possible. Yeah. And I call it living long and dying short. We're just trying to extend their health span so that their sick span shrinks yeah. and they're not losing their quality of life or spending money on stuff they don't want to spend it on. Mm, yeah. Okay. So it sounds like it's, it is customized to, right, right, to each individual, but are there tricks that you've seen, especially for busy professionals, right? Like 
does everyone calendar it out? Or, you know, is there things like, does everyone have a wearable device? Like, what are those efficiencies that keep that sort of pattern of accountability in there that make it as as possible? It's like a meal planning program. I love to hear more on that just for, you know, like, right. Cause it's busy and you have to make it fit or else it can feel like more friction. And that can also, I would assume deter people. So yeah. Well, more friction creates more cortisol and mm-hmm. more cortisol in your system prevents you from reaching your goals because you're in a state of breakdown all the time, stress mm-hmm. and stress can be mental, but it can also be physical. And so the last thing we want to do is create more friction. We want it to be fun and easy. That's our guide. I call it becoming a dopamine detective. Dopamine is the feel good hormone yeah. in your brain. Yeah. So when it feels good and it's good for you, follow that. Mm-hmm. Follow that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's where people start. We're just like, if I give you everything that you should be doing, you're going to become overwhelmed and it's not going to work. Where's the place that feels good to you? So I would encourage anyone listening to this or watching this to say, what's something, just just do an audit of your life. What's something that feels good mm-hmm. and is good for you? For mm-hmm. me, it's hiking. I love to get out and hike. And I always have really great numbers on my wearable whenever I get outside, right? So how do I build more of that into my life? Or, you know, I love my shoes. I know this is crazy, but my running shoes are kind of a purple and blue, really crazy colors. And I put them on, they make me feel happy. Sometimes it's just that, just get a new pair of shoes that make you feel happy that you want to put them on. And that can catapult you into more things because it's, we have to follow the dopamine. That's why people get stuck in, you know, eating snacks at late at night is because it's dopamine feeds in their head because it feels good to do that. We just have to find other feel good things. And so that's where I would tell people to start is like, what do you like? And and what actually is good for you as well? And the other thing I would say is get the book outlive. If you're looking for another book to read, I highly recommend this book by Dr. Atiyah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Outlive and he's got great stories. Yes. He's a medical physician, but he also comes from a background of risk assessment for banking industry. Like oh. it's a really cool kind of combo yeah, skill sets. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's got some great concepts that I think people could learn a lot from. So if you need a book, I would recommend that one. Um, also, I think a good place to start is ACT. So mm-hmm. ACT is an acronym. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously three letters. The A is your awareness. What are you actually doing? As soon as someone says to me, I try to exercise three days a week, mm-hmm. I know immediately they're not doing it. Red flags. Yeah. Red <laughs> flags. I know. Like, we've all been there. You're like, like there's these little subtle that. words and you're like, oh, it's, uh, I'm I, I see you. <laughs> I try. Yeah. I hear you. I know. We've totally all been there. Yeah. So be real. I should. Just, it's the reason why some people don't go to financial planners because they're like, they they try to save 10% every month, but they're not. In fact, they're going into debt and they don't want anybody to know that, right? Yeah. But you can't actually get better till you see it for what it is. Mm-hmm. So A is awareness. And you can get that through getting a wearable. Like this is a Fitbit. Mm-hmm. You can get an Apple Watch or a Ring, whatever. But like, what are you doing? Right. And then the next letter is C, which is, which is curious, get curious. Mm-hmm. And that's just start posing questions. I wonder what it would be like if I did go to bed an hour earlier. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just posing the question is enough for your subconscious mind to start to chew on it and create space for that thing that you've just asked for. Yeah. Um, okay. And then the T is find something to take action, take, mm-hmm. take some action, any action will start to build momentum. You can't feel motivated and then take action. Action creates the motivation. So do something. 
and then the motivation will show up afterwards. So hopefully that gives people some ideas. Yeah, that's really good tips. So to sort of, right, because it can be scary to be able to commit to something like this, right? Like you've got to, you got to show up and then you got to be able to action on it, right? So I'm sure that you help to hold that account, like that action accountable too. But um, to help kind of, how do you say, like ease that scariness, what, I mean, do people having to get gym memberships? Are they, what kind of volume of time is, is, is required even sort of get going? And then when do you see it sort of like level out where a pattern is actually quite consistent? So like if, if someone were to work with me, like what's that commitment? Yeah. Like? Yeah. With, yeah. What would, what's kind of the ramp up to actually get to a place of steady consistency and what's the initial kind of, um, commitment? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it usually is about six weeks to kind of find consistency and automation in these habits. And there's a bit That's of not confusion. Even that long. I think it's okay. Not, I just, no. I have to say that because I mean, I was thinking you're going to say like 90 days or something like that at least. But yeah. So what no. is it they say like patterns can, is it, is it, is it 30 days a pattern can be created? Something like Some that? Some people say 20, 21 days. Okay. Yeah. Um, the, the first two weeks of working together is very much data collection. We're just trying to figure out what's going on and okay. where the issues are. And then after that, once we understand them, then we can pick the, the best practices that work for that person. Mm-hmm. And then it's a matter of kind of working it out and figuring out where these things fit and how they're going to be easy and automated and not something that they're going to, you know, I can do it. I know I can. I'm talking myself into it. No. Can you see yourself doing this in five years? Well, no. Well, then let's not do that. We're not going to pick that one up. We'll pick up something else that seems easier. So that takes us, you know, two or three weeks to kind of figure that part out. And then we kind of refine things. And we, we, the last week of working together is called high high ROI routines, where we bring all of it together into this beautiful web of wellness, Mm. where you actually get 16 opportunities to make choices for yourself throughout the day. And by that time, I'm like, we're launching now. You've got what you need. It's time to, to actually take off. And then they can either go on their own and take their plan and execute on their own, or they can stick with me on a monthly membership to hold them accountable. And a lot of times people stay with me for a year. I have several people who started four months ago Hmm. and they've already reached first goals and they're into second goals. Like, Oh my gosh, I never thought I'd be here. Yeah. One of them was to be under 190, under 200 pounds. He hit 199 within, I think two months. Um, It was like 30 pounds of weight loss. And he's feeling great. He's, he's achieved all three of his goals that we started working on. He's like, I'm ready for next goals. Like, let's keep going with this. And so it's really up to the individual, like where they set their goals and what they want to continue to pursue. But Mm -hmm. as far as initially setting up this framework, which is why I have it this way, I used to teach these concepts over a year and just drip it out very slowly and slowly improve people's lives. It doesn't work very well that way. Give them the plan and then slowly implement the plan so they can see the whole picture, right? That works for their goals, get all that stuff done. And it works so much better to achieve, to actually get it done for good and never revisit those higher, higher weights or blood pressures or cholesterols. Again, I have Mm -hmm. one gentleman who he went through this and within four months he had reached his goal. He went back to the doctor and the doctor's like, you did it. I've been bugging you for 10 years to take blood pressure medication and now you don't have to anymore. You know, your cholesterol is fine. Your blood pressure is fine. He's like, do you know how good that feels to not have to like say, I promise I'll do it this time. Like it's done, right? It's done. And he's, he's the first one to say it's like, I've got my habits. It's like clockwork. I just do these things all the time now. 
So uh, to me, six weeks is nothing. You take six weeks, you commit an hour a week to learn the concept, mm-hmm. and then you take some action and communicate with me through the portal. And you just, this beautiful thing just blooms um, of your, your new habits. So a lot of advisors will often refer to themselves as like the financial quarterback, right? For an yeah. individual. So I'm sure it's, you've heard this ex- expression as well. So do you find yourself in sort of a quarterback role? Are you liaisoning with others to be able to help that individual reach their goals? Or is it kind of a one-stop shop, but it's that individual's responsibility to, I don't know what it might be, if it's identifying a easy meal planning program or something like that. How does that side of it work? Oh, no. Yeah. I, I help them find all of those resources. Okay. Yeah. So um, if it's to understand, like we we use apps, we use, I've got a customized thing that we can actually say, okay, what foods don't you like? What do you like? And we can build a meal plan specific to their likes and, and dislikes and give them a whole collection of meals that are what they want that meet all their, their, their goals. So we, we, we have those resources. I, I tell them what blood tests to get. You know, I, I say, here's the scale that you need to order off of Amazon. It's $25. Mm-hmm. It's going to tell us a whole bunch of different body composition numbers. I help them figure out which of these wearables is going to be the best one for them. Some of them love their Rolexes. And so they're not going to wear something like this. Right, right. So we have the aura ring and they wear just the ring and that, that works out fine too. So we, we figure out all of that stuff. And then, you know, if they have a doctor that is going to work with them on this stuff, right. great. If they don't have a doctor that's willing to work with them on this stuff, then we help them either supplement the testing with just their own tests that they get themselves or find a new doctor that is going to help them. Because some doctors are just like, you're fine. Stay on cholesterol medication, stay on blood pressure. You don't need to worry about this. You're fine. And and when they come and they say, no, I'm taking back you know, some ownership of my health here. And I want to get off these medications. I want to get to this new weight. I want to do whatever. Some doctors just aren't willing to work with that. And some are, so we have to help them navigate that too. Okay. Oh my goodness. So many things to consider. So I wanted to to relate a topic, but just swing back to the the initial part of the conversation. You also had chair that you talk with, it sounds like employees as well, or even potentially those advisors referring you out to their own clients. So are you doing like workshops for employees around this? Am I understanding that right? Okay. And what kinds of topics are people interested in? Yeah. So we've done, we started in 2023 in January. We've done three of these now. The next one's coming up. Um, the, the, there are four, we'll say there's four a quarter or sorry, four a year, one a quarter. And it's a live event with me where I teach on a specific topic. Um, last time that we did was health span versus lifespan and what mm-hmm. that means for your financial por- portfolio. Mm-hmm. So it's connecting the dots between uh, a client's health and their wealth and helping the the advisor have better conversations with them in their planning meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, the one before that was tax-free health, how to reduce taxes and keep more of your money for retire or more of your health for retirement. Um, then we did one on health as well. And then I think we've got one coming up that's called uh, Your Health 401k. Oh my goodness. I'm loving these titles, by the way. They're so, so. fun. So, <laughs> yeah, so I was just taking this concept. Yes. And, okay. Applying. Sorry, Your Health 401k. Yeah. So that's the one that's coming up in October. And um, so we do this in two ways. We we educate. They're educational. And we're not working on the transformation. I'm not coaching people. We're just educating on these ideas. And so sometimes in a financial firm, we're just educating within their own structure, within their own 
support staff and financial advisors to help them as a value add. But then some, sometimes they take this and they invite their clients to mm-hmm. it to come in and they use that as drive referrals or to keep, you know, keep this thing interesting, set themselves apart, yeah. build an yeah. event, customer appreciation. Right. And the feedback we've been getting is fantastic. Like no one's ever done this. No one's ever talked to me about this before. I had no idea these things were so connected. What right. do I need to do? And they start, they start taking more interest in their health because they realize how connected it is to their own financial portfolio. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, that's been it's really like, fun. It's a new offer. Yeah, like a built-in event. And sometimes what we see too is with prospects, like they're not they're not ready to talk about the numbers. They're they're thinking about what am I gonna, you know, consult about when I'm after I've retired or other topics that are like more here and now. So mm-hmm. this is it's an interesting sort of even lead into prospects, especially if you're sort of looking at those time periods you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fun. Well, we're at about our time here. Any other final thoughts or things that you think would be helpful to share for folks that, um, you know, might, might be interested in, in, you know, exploring this kind of a a service. So, yeah, well, I think a good place for anyone to start, like I said, is with the A it's with the awareness, um, of that act acronym. And one way that they can do that is go to my website at growwealthy.com forward slash forward slash quiz, or it's just on the homepage too. And you can take, you can get your health credit score in that quiz. So basically you, you answer, I think it's 15 questions and it's going to give you a score from 400 to 850 of what your credit score looks like for your health, because that's your buying power for your future, Mm -hmm. your, your purpose, your relationships, all the things you want to do in retirement depend on that score. Mm -hmm. And so that's a good place to be like, just how am I doing? And what that will do is, is give you information, some steps to follow, but it also gets you in, onto my newsletter, which is called Well-Advised. Mm-hmm. And Well-Advised goes out once a month and I share interesting topics, people who are doing great things in this space in the industry yeah. and spotlight. And maybe even someone that's listening with you wants to be a, a spotlight who's doing great things in this space. Right. Um, but my whole goal is to to plant seeds of thought and open new concepts that this is part of financial planning. Mm-hmm. Your health is part of that. And it it affects it, um, your assets, and it is its own asset. Mm-hmm. And how you deal with that with your own life and with your client's life and how you infiltrate that into your culture, I think is really important. So a good place to start is where am I doing? How am I doing? Where's my credit score? And just go take that quiz on my website. Oh, I love it. And like I said, I really enjoy hearing about, I mean, just the the fusion between this world and, and wellness. So um, yeah, it's so, fun. Thank you again for your time, Stephen. Really appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to staying in touch. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much. For more behind the scenes conversations and expert insights, subscribe to the podcast. Join us next time as we hear from leaders who are cutting through the clutter and doing things differently on purpose.